all the good things. We got all the good things. This is like a real life Mamma Mia story. A, that there are different perspectives, and two, that you have a choice at which one of those perspectives you decide to live in. I came here in 1989 and I turned into the guardian of the island. She said since working there, finally, like she feels like she has a support system. My choice was to live in direct contact with nature, to start living in a different way, what I believe life should be. He's literally giving them hope that they can believe in themselves. I understood that the most beautiful, dangerous, adventurous, and gratifying journeys of all is the one inside yourself. We're not in the business of coffee, we just serve coffee. We're definitely in the business of kindness. In the midst of crisis and situations that we're not used to, we can all come together to be one. It's about a lighthouse, and it says when darkness is present, that is when our light truly shines bright. Welcome back, friends. We're coming to you live from quarantine. <laughs> yeah, actually, though, we're, we're recording this uh, all separately, so we'll see how it goes. I'm really excited, though, because I haven't seen Melissa's beautiful face in a very long time. Miss you. I went on a hike with Kristen yesterday, and I got to see her face, but... I miss you guys, and I'm glad that we can still do this, even though the world situation is cray-cray. Separation is an illusion anyway. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Is everything connected? Are we all one? Yes. Yes. We um, are one. Melissa, because I miss your face, what's a good thing happening in your life? I miss your face too, Esme. Um, A wonderful thing that's happening in my life right now is I was inspired by you and so many of our friends' stories of fostering dogs that I am fostering a pit bull named Cookie this week while we're in quarantine. Cookie! Cookie! She's so sweet and full of love, and I know lots of shelters right now are needing support during this time when they're closed as well. Um, So I feel really full just by helping and also with having a new dog in my life. I gotta say, I love food names for dogs. They're always cute. Like, cookie, butter, honey. She looks like one giant chocolate chip. Chip. Chip would be a really cute dog name. (laughs) Chips Ahoy. When I was was in college, uh, me and my best friend's mom and her little sister all went to go get a chihuahua. We bought one at the same time. What? We gave all of them food names that have to do with sugar. So we had yes, we had cupcake, we had sugar, and we had cocoa. Cute! <laughs> I love all of those. My good thing is latte related. Because we are having things being shut down, I decided that now's the greatest time of all for me to finally learn how to make a latte on my own. So today nice. I steamed some milk in the microwave and used a Keurig. To make a latte and it's okay but i'm gonna up level it soon wait what did you call either it? either way it's fantastic <laughs> a keer did you call it a keerg you mean a keurig yeah <laughs> what's it called <laughs> uh, a keurig that was cute keurig. Keurig. Is that your minnesota keurig. accent coming out keurig no i think that's just me not knowing how to pronounce some it's some funny. words <laughs> Uh, Keurig. Keurig? 
Keurig. Keurig. <laughs> Anyways, I have a, a hot, warm caramel latte in my hand, which I haven't had in a while. And I'm really excited and happy about that. Nice. How about you, Kristen? My good thing is the quarantine. I know a lot of people would be like, that is, <laughs> that would not be my choice of of adjectives that I would use for the quarantine, but I'm extremely grateful for it. The time that it's given me to slow down and focus on the things in my life. And if I feel like Mm, I'm going where I want to go and to get in nature again and to really come home to how awesome our lives are. Yeah. I love that. I just did a check-in with my uh, sculpt teacher training coaches, and it was so funny because I asked them how they were doing, and Liz, hi Liz, love you, uh, she just goes, honestly, I really (laughs) like it. (laughs) She's like, it's like vacation, it's awesome. (laughs) Have you seen those memes where it's like, when people call your normal habits oh, yeah, quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw one where it detailed little doodles of the types of quarantine people, and one of them was no change at home all the time anyways. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I do just want to say, though, that we're all really lucky that we're in a place where we can have financial stability and security through this. Um, I know that that's not something that is a shared experience with a lot of America right now and probably across the world. So that's something that we're all really, really, really grateful for. Preach. Who wants to go first with a good story? Because we definitely need some more good stuff in our lives right now. I'll go first since it's really relevant to my good thing. Yeah. And my good story is, ironically enough, the coronavirus or COVID-19. No way. COVID-19. Are you telling me that it's a good thing, Kristen? I'm saying that when you allow yourself to get still and come back with an attitude of gratitude, you realize that anything and everything that happens has many different perspectives. And it's crucial, not only in times like this, but always to come from a space of gratitude so that you can have many different perspectives and realize, A, that there are different perspectives, and two, that you have a choice at which one of those perspectives you decide to live in. And Mike, drop. <laughs> and coming back to what you said, we are all one. Every energy in the world is part of the same energy, which means that the coronavirus is part of us. If you're, if you're going to agree that all of us are one, it means that that energy, whatever it is, whatever it is mutated to be, is a part of us. And there's a reason for it. And I, I have a heavy heart thinking about people who aren't in the most fortunate situations, like people who got fired and they're not able to have the financial stability or think of kids. Think of kids who their only safe space was school. Their only safe space was school. Maybe they live with abusive parents. Maybe their parents don't provide for them enough. That is heartbreaking. But again, it's also good to come back to the the full circle, all of the perspectives and look how 
look how much it's brought the world together. You see videos of Italy, people teaming together to show that we may look different, but at the end of the day, we're all the same. We're all part of the same energy and that's going global. Never, but this is history. This has never happened before in the entire world where they stop travel in and out of Europe. What? It, I mean, it, it's bonkers. I know, I was low-key making plans to go to Italy in July. Not Italy, Spain. And then Boom. I was like, nah, not right now. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see how this pans out. Uh, but anyway, and then coming coming back full circle, it's, it's stuff that we're experiencing around the globe, which often doesn't happen. Not a lot of times, rarely, can we say that everyone is dealing with the same quote-unquote crisis or the same same problems and here we are sharing this with Italy with Spain with Europe with China with I think all continents maybe except Antarctica (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and another part of the good story is thinking about how how busy our lives are from day to day and how lost we get in our to-do list how lost we get in our schedule and both of those things tend to take away from what's super important, like chasing your kids around the house or sitting down and doing a puzzle with your mom or the just the tiny things that bring people together. So that is that is how I choose to see the coronavirus. And I think that it is going to make a lot of changes in people's lives. Maybe not all of them they deem good in the moment, but I am a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. And we can either choose to look at why we think it's bad that this is happening, or we can choose to look at how this may push us more in a positive direction. We are the <laughs> Everyone get out your, everyone get out your lighter. We are the, the children. <laughs> I know we are the world. We are the children. That's about it, I think. There we go. And then it goes, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Something, though, that stuck out to me when you said that, Kristen, was this quote that I love. And it says, it's about a lighthouse. And it says, when darkness is present, that is when our light truly shines bright. Mm -hmm. And it made so much sense to me that when we're all facing a crisis together, this is the chance where we can lean more into love and then the kind small acts that people are doing in this time is just so beautiful to witness. There's also just so much more time to focus on your passion projects and be with your loved ones, which is what being a human and living this life is all about. It brings us back to what's most important. I also love it that that is your story because I think it fits the overall idea of this podcast where we're not going to pretend like bad things aren't real like there are bad parts of the coronavirus with people losing their jobs people getting sick uh some of the population is dying from it but it doesn't mean that it's exclusively a bad thing that's happening in the world there are also good parts about it like people are able to slow down and press pause and stop focusing so much on doing things and being productive and are able to stay inside with themselves and their passions and slow down. I've had amazing sleep this entire week because I haven't had to wake up 
for any uh, job requirements. And by the way, shout out to all of our doctors and medical staff who are not on vacation and still have to show up at their jobs at the most likely place where you could probably get the disease and setting that fear aside to to show up and take care of of everybody american heroes they are the real heroes this is also a great reminder that if we are all one we need to treat each other as if we're treating ourselves like take care and be safe and be cautious and know that there's people out there who are working night and day to get rid of this thing so that we can all continue this love but also together in a big hug you know a big global hug (laughs) global hugs global hug well I think uh that's a great opportunity for me to jump into my story which is about someone who has been experiencing isolation for a very 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 long time and leans into the beauty and awe of that instead of the fear that most people associate with it. And his name is Mauro Morandi, or Mauro Morandi. It's an Italian name, and I have no idea how to pronounce Italian names. So I'm pretty confident that the first one is Mauro, but I don't know how to say Morandi. So that's just how I'm going to say it. Um, He grew up as a very rebellious child, and said that he ran away for the first time at the young age of nine years old. Nice. (laughs) Nice, right? So he's always been, had this adventurous side to him. And even in his adulthood, he leaned into that innate adventure that lived within him and decided to sail from Italy to Polynesia, which is crazy far. That's far. (laughs) Right? Very, very, very far. But he didn't make it that far because right away at the beginning of his journey, he stumbled across this gorgeous, gorgeous island off of the coast of Sardinia, which is still in Italy. And he ran into the caretakers of the island and they were retiring in two days. And so he just decided to stay there and become the caretaker of this gorgeous island called Budeli. This is like a real-life Mamma Mia story. <laughs> a real-life what? Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Donna Summers. She go, goes to Greece go and just again. decides Mama, to stay there. <laughs> how can I? <laughs> Sister. Yeah, so he decided to stay there. The only difference with Mamma Mia is that there's not like a population of cute little quaint towns and stuff and Greek people who like to sing songs it's really just him so after the caretakers retired he was the only person on this island and he's been the only person the sole inhabitant since 1989 damn that's a long time right yeah so they get visitors and stuff as well but he said that I came here in 1989 and I turned into the guardian of the island. I didn't want to meet anybody for many years. My choice was to live in direct contact with nature, to start living in a different way, what I believe life should be. So cute. That really sweet. So let me tell you about this island because it's literally this little slice of paradise in the Mediterranean Sea and it's 
southwest of Italy, and it's part of a national park system called La Maddalena. So he literally lives all alone on this gorgeous island in the Mediterranean Sea that's part of a national park. (laughs) Sounds awesome, right? Ideal. It's a small island. It's less than a square mile in total. It's only like 0.62 square miles. Does it have sandy beaches or is it like cliffy? It does have sandy beaches. It has sandy beaches and some high ground too. So I think it has a variety of landscapes and it gets cold in the winter. But one of the most famous beaches on that island is called Pink Beach. And the sand of the island is pink in color because of the coral that washes up to the shore and breaks. They have one of those in Bali too, and it's gorgeous. Really? I've seen a picture of this, yeah. Yeah, the pink has started to fade over time since he's been living there, but that's probably just due to like marine changes and obviously some impact from tourism, even though it's pretty light. And what I loved about this island when I was looking into it is some people believe that Sardinia is what is described in lots of ancient texts as the lost city of Atlantis. Oh. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So some scholars, if you look at the history of Sardinia and some of its architecture, believe that it's like a little slice of that paradise that was Atlantis. So there's architecture on the island? Um, Sardinia is a bigger island. Oh, okay. That's in the southwest part of Italy, and his tiny little island is off the coast of Sardinia. So the real Atlantis sunk and is somewhere in the ocean next to these islands? Yes. But this little shard, it's like a little shard of Atlantis that didn't didn't sink. Amazing. That's like part of it. I want to go visit. And that just speaks to its beauty, right? It's super remote, so he had to build his own solar-powered solar panels and he gets his water by collecting it from the rain and filtering it on his own you go dude i know he's very smart i mean what a feeling to be completely independent from everything right the only thing he depends on is some deliveries from people uh regarding food and stuff from the mainland Uh, you can only get to the island by boat and for him he said it's the safest place in the whole entire world in over 30 years of living there, he's never been sick once. I believe it because he's not around all the EMF and technology draining the energy from our bodies. Yeah. They have some cold winters where he stays inside his little hut the whole winter. And even in winter, he's never even caught a small cold. He's just a picture of health there. And especially now with this COVID-19 outbreak, he definitely feels like he is safe from that and just super, super protected because no one's coming to visit him. He obviously doesn't have it. What does his house look like? It's a small like stone hut situation. So it's pretty, it's pretty recycled and could use some, some love and care. But that's part of what he does with his time is like keeping up his house. He has a Christmas tree in his backyard with ornaments from debris and garbage that he's collected from the beach. 
So he'll like take the garbage and he's like, these are the gifts from the ocean. Look at people are so generous. They're decorating my tree. That's awesome. And um, that's the best way to recycle. Right. I know it's he's he's so sweet and cute. Not that I've ever met him or anything, but from the videos I watched and the articles I read. And I really wanted to share his story today because he's been living alone on this island for over 30 years. And he has a lot of knowledge and wisdom to share about being alone. And I think right now a lot of people are experiencing feelings of isolation while they're trying to do things like self-quarantine and social distance. So I pulled some of the things that he did that I think we should all try to do while we're honoring social distancing to help. I'm excited to hear. Flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. Yes. Flatten the curve. The first thing (laughs) is go outside. (laughs) Mauro loves to just walk around his island and explore the shrubs and cliffs. And he said that he likes to talk to the birds on the island during his breakfast. Aw, that's so sweet. So... As long as you're staying a good distance away from humans, go outside in nature, breathe some fresh air, and allow yourself the time and space to just get outside and experience sunshine. Also read. Mauro reads all the time. In winter, he reads around 30 to 40 books in the season. And this is so cute, you guys. He says he has so many friends because they're all his books. Aww. And they are the best type of friends because they never let him down or betray him. And all they really do is help him grow as a person. That's so cute. So cute. (laughs) Right? Books are the best. So read. Don't turn your mind off with TV. Try to stimulate it by reading. And that's the other thing is he uses his mind a lot. Obviously, he has to because he needs to do things like take care of his solar panels and recycle rainwater but he said that because he does all the stimulation with his mind that now his mind is at rest and he feels very very peaceful word do those things to stimulate and think then you can allow your mind the time and space to relax and be and be quiet and still taking our catchphrase from like episode one and two morrow is woke. (laughs) <laughs> woke AF. Mara's woke. Woke <laughs> AF. For all of our older listeners, not older, if you don't know what <laughs> AF means, it stands for as fuck. <laughs> if you don't, and if you don't remember what woke means, it means to allow yourself to get outside of only your perspective and to be able to view the world and everything that's happening around you from multiple perspectives. Like I was talking about the coronavirus. Ooh, yes love the other thing he wants you all to know is not to worry so don't worry because a few weeks hold up is nothing to get upset about and instead it's an opportunity to practice some soul searching yes i love you Mara. which i think we all need right now i know he's he's awesome he's 81 right now yes! and he's still living alone on this island i love that so much my very very favorite quote that he said which i'm gonna end this story on is I understood that the most beautiful, dangerous, adventurous, and gratifying journeys of all is the one inside yourself. It's so true. Beautiful. I love that. So take this time, enjoy the time that you have, and 
shift your gaze inwards so you can find some peace, find some clarity, connect with your passions, do some soul searching, and go on a journey, even though you're not moving your body. Yes. All the yes. Okay, Melissa, take it away. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Yes, queen. Along the lines of what we've been talking about, (laughs) um, my story is inspired by how touched I felt after fostering Cookie and then also all the stories that I saw on the internet about how people were coming together and really just inspiring more love across the globe. It inspired this story that I found, which is about a small town coffee shop in Dallas, Texas, called La La Land Kindness Cafe. (laughs) That Francois... That's a great name. I know, it's a great name. um, That Francois Rehani owns and is the businessman of. He started this idea of creating La La Land Kind Cafe to support out-of-age foster kids so they've outgrown the foster systems in texas and a lot of them tend to be troubled or face i've heard of this person now that yeah now that you're really talking yeah okay keep going i love it (laughs) anyway chris is so excited it immediately grabbed me because again a lot of us have like friends and family that we can at least call during these times or connect to and then i thought about how Some of these kids, even though they may grow up in like foster homes with people around them, they may feel still super isolated and alone all the time. And that kind of just like pulled my heartstrings. Um, So when I saw this story, I saw that Francois offers these youth who have just come out of the system. They're like 18, 19, 20 year olds. And he lets them work at his (laughs) cafe. I love how you called that age youth. And that's straight up just a few years younger than we are right now. Well, I meant like they're Those still. Youth. Hey, I, y'all still are babies. Young. Are you kidding me? Y'all are babies. <laughs> y'all don't even I know. know. We are babies. <laughs> okay, well, imagine us. No direction out on the street. What would we do with ourselves? Um, <laughs> and he brings them into his cafe to work. And it was really cute because in a interview, they interviewed one of the girls who was 20 years old, and her name's Sierra Morton. And she had recently just been homeless and faced depression right after getting kicked out of foster care because she had turned 18. And Francois found her and like offered her a job to work at um, his cafe. And she said since working there, finally, like she feels like she has a support system. And she said the employees, we all believe in each other. And she realized that there's more that she wants to do with her life. And she finally believes in herself. Just having like friends that touched her soul really made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside what's his name francois what francois Francois. one what a killer name but also francois like what a beautiful thing he's literally giving them hope that they can believe in themselves that's huge you want to know the best part obviously yes tell us i'll tell you the best part is francois is only 24 years old He's an entrepreneur himself, (laughs) and he was inspired to create this cafe after he attended an informational meeting for a local nonprofit serving foster kids in Texas, and he said just that experience touched him, and he wanted to help, and he was like, I'm going to open my own company anyway, my own cafe. I'm going to help these kids work and 
find a place to that they can support each other in. Yes. Already killing the yes. game. Killing it. Oh. Killing it. Can you imagine his business card? It's like La La Land Kindness Cafe. Francois. Francois. <laughs> Just like all the good all the good names in one little card. Yeah, so far he's already hired nine former foster kids in the first year that he opened to be working there. And a quote from an article when he was interviewed about his cafe and the work that he's doing, he said, we're not in the business of coffee. We just serve coffee. We're definitely in the business of kindness. Yes, I love that. He's so also good. woke. Also woke, Francois. He he also didn't woke, even yeah. he didn't need anything for him to remember what the important things are. Yeah. He already had it figured out. Tu es super. <laughs> I think that was you are super in French. <laughs> super. I <laughs> oh, love it. I love these stories so much because they really show how in the midst of crisis and situations that we're not used to, we can all come together to be one. Yes, exactly. There is no I, me, or mine. It's all we. We're it's all, all one. It's all woo. It's we all woo. Are we're all world. united. We are we the are children. <laughs> we love you and you are not alone. You are one. Aww. That's really sweet, Melissa. Thanks, Esme. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope that you had a good time and we brought at least one smile to your face. Now is a great, great, great time to spread some good stories and share some more good with the world. So please share us with your friends and family. And if you have the time, which we know you probably do, please like, rate, or subscribe to our podcast. Thanks. Go tell someone you love them today. All the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift. And because we truly care, all the good things we share. All the good things.